0: Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the clam bake.
1: bake! Yay! <laughs>
2: Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's I that's the best reaction we've ever had
0: i love when the joke lands
2: <laughs> that's the best reaction ever and sometimes angela and i record the intro alone and, like, and we've said that so many times like we just doesn't even register yeah yeah that was amazing that, that was just good. made my whole fucking month <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Lindsay Stidham And I'm Angela Gallner. And we and want to
2: be a better feminist. Damn it. Yeah. Each week we interview different guests about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism.
0: Because being a human is tough. And being a feminist is complicated. Mm-hmm. But our best resource is each other. It's true.
2: So <laughs> we're going to have I, a chat about it. I blush
0: every time we say <laughs> the last <laughs> line. But we mean
2: it. We do. People, okay. I mean, people cry in this podcast. It's they good. laugh. They get angry. Oh, mm. They do and all And they get the drunk things. sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I told, when I was here alone last week and I had the reformed tours, I told them that we're the Barbara Walters of podcasts. Wow. <laughs> That's I was like, <laughs> I just going to make that bold statement. Oh my, I don't know if I can. I have a lot of pressure to deliver. Listen,
3: if you believe it, you can.
2: <laughs> it's true, it's true. Lindsay, um, quick
0: quick. Clam check in. How are you yeah. doing, sister? You know,
2: I am feeling like the pressure of the end of the year, and I'm feeling it from everybody around me. Yeah, pot- I feel a slight mania in your voice. Yeah, like
0: you're like Lindsay times two right now, yes. a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I just uh, in in a, in the good way. It's like um, I've heard from a lot of people I haven't heard from in a long time. Great. And then the bad way is like I can just feel people's um, anxiety about examining their lives. Like I can mm. feel it. People are just like it's the end of the year and this year was insane and i'm like oh yeah 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 we're almost
0: we're what it's the anniversary the anniversary is the eighth right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. do you remember last year when everyone was like i can't wait for
1: 2016 to be over and i was like
0: why
1: (laughs) 2017 is when trump is gonna be in office did you know
0: what did you know that it was before the election, did you know it was going to no, go? I had oh, no, I you didn't? Idea. Oh, no idea.
1: Okay. No, but even Before
3: like some people h- knew, some people knew. I kind of had an idea. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I just didn't feel like there was enough of Hillary. I fe- and <sighs> I also felt like there was. Um, I felt like we were all too confident that she was going to win. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, this doesn't feel right. This yeah. doesn't. So when like he was elected, of course I cried, but I knew, like I yeah. knew. You can talk really. Oh. Well. We're recording this on November I 6th. love
2: to it. <laughs> microphone. All right.
0: We're recording this on November 6th, so we're, yeah. we're coming up on the yeah. dreaded anniversary. I remember this time last year, I was picking out my pantsuit to wear to my first lady <laughs> yes! president party.
2: Oh uh. oh, I'm getting sad. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's really, it's
0: terrible. It's actually the worst. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Anyway, Angela, it's your clam.
0: Oh, mine's pretty good. Mine's pretty good. Um, I've been talking about this lately. I'm keep pimping it, gearing up for this. Yeah, crowd- I
2: pimped it when you weren't here. Oh, you're the best.
0: <laughs> gearing up for a crowdfunding campaign cool. for binge. I'm sure you've heard, if you're listening to this podcast, you've heard about it a million times, but you can text BINGE to 474747 to join our mailing list. Yeah. Well, we have two amazing ladies here Uh, today. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, We have Cynthia Gao. I said that right, right? I remember it from Jude's class. Thank you. Yes. Um, Cynthia and I met in a wonderful woman. Shout out to Judith Sheldon. Shelton? Shelton. Shelton. Um, I'll manage to mispronounce at least one name <laughs> um she's an incredible comic she's written for adam ruins everything uh college humor tbs's ground floor a short she wrote in direct groundhog day for a black man won the critics choice award in outstanding comedy at the 12th annual nbcu shorts film festival it's so good we're gonna link to it yeah, um oh my god it's so good <laughs> her shorts have been featured on wifey tv telegraph uk usa today huffington post cosmopolitan mike.com I mean,
2: all the comedy feminist groups I'm a part of <laughs> is a
0: resume. <laughs> yeah, amazing.
2: yeah, and so I've just been beer. creepily following <laughs> Cynthia on all forms of social media for like a long, long time. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> um, hey. and we have like many shared friends, but I'm so yes. glad you're here. Thank yeah. you so much for having yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we have Nikki Star. Yeah. I mean, do many people <laughs> comment about how you have the greatest name ever? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Is that a can I ask if that's your real last oh, name?
3: Oh no, no, it's my nickname. It's your nickname. Yeah. It well, was, it's it's my suits nickname you. and now it's like my sag your, name your somebody. Your stage else has name. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. somebody there's Genius. another mm-hmm. one of me and I'm just like, "Oh, well, I use my nickname."
0: Yes. So. And you walked in here with this like amazing metallic bag and I was <laughs> like, "Oh, I I understand. understand. I know this
2: woman and I love her." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love it so much. You are a writer and actress mm-hmm. from the city of brotherly love. Yep, Philly. You can be seen on True TV's hit show, Adam Ruins Everything, as the lovable ex-con Kendra or <laughs> performing with your True. improv team, the Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Which is a great name. So, so funny. And you also review The Bachelor, Bachelorette. I love both the shows. Yes. You review They're a bunch favorite. of shows, though. Yeah. 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 But
3: that's, like, my biggest one. Like, those fans are nuts. <laughs>
2: I mean how do you feel after Bachelor in Paradise do you feel guilty watching now or are you still like it's fine
3: no I don't I don't feel guilty it's um' I I, nor- I normally just watch it just because I'm, like, invested now. Yeah. Like, I started watching it uh, with uh, Rachel, the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I got into, like, all the, oh, then I got into just the whole community because people were like, oh, you need to check out this season. You need to check out this. So now I'm, like, invested now. So I mean, it's a whole thing, in, yeah, right? It's, got, it's, it's like the, it's the whole, whole thing. Yeah.
2: you're. I mean, you're part of the Bachelor fam now. Yeah. I'm de- I definitely <laughs> am. Bachelor I definitely, nation.
3: Yes. Bachelor <laughs> nation.
2: Absolutely. I like the Bachelor, you guys. Wait, like who's your favorite? Pleasure? Like who's your favorite
0: bachelor of all time?
3: Peter.
2: Yeah, no joke. I don't
0: watch so nothing it doesn't but I wait, believe P- wait, you. Wait, is Peter
3: officially the bachelor? Mm. No, he's on bachelor of uh, the Olympic version. <sighs> I but mean, I think he's going to be the bachelor next. What a year. missed
2: opportunity if he's not the bachelor. Well,
3: he couldn't be the bachelor because he wasn't ready to propose to Rachel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Her and Peter were in love. But, I know they're know, in love. It she was... went the
3: show route. Guys, oh. it's
2: really fucking good television. Yeah. Wow, anyway, I got to watch your reviews. Oh yes, yes, yes. I will definitely and watch that discuss. Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> absolutely. <Congratulations. laughs> I love anyway, it. I love it. We have so much to talk about with you yes. guys. It's so exciting. Uh our first question we ask everybody is are you a feminist? Why or why not? Yes, definitely. <laughs>
1: um I I feel like I always love a good underdog story. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we females are the underdog of life right now. Um, Like we're like Andy Dufresne or we're like, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think to say you're a feminist is just to say like, hey, I recognize that there's a gender problem in this in this world right now and I want to do everything I can to fix it. And it's for men and women because it's um, toxic masculinity
3: is bad for men as well. So, yes, definitely. Uh, yes, I am a feminist. Uh, i more more specifically a black feminist. Mm-hmm. And why I'm a black feminist, and I say that it's because I just feel like um, being a black woman and being a feminist as well, you have to deal with two two different like demons, you know what I mean? I'm dealing with being a woman. I'm also dealing with being black. So um, I like to make sure that I push our issues to the forefront because a lot of them aren't um, forgotten. so
0: right. It's yeah. always you always hear uh, we white women love our reproductive rights. <laughs> But like you know, yeah. abortion is legal. Yeah. So there are other yeah. <laughs> there are other things yeah. going on.
3: Yeah, but I, I'm very a part of the feminist movement. Have been since I was like a kid. Um, my really? Have, yeah, my family I'm, my family is full of activists. I've been in all kinds of marches and things since I was a little girl, not knowing what it was. Until I got older, I'm like, I should not have been there. But you know, that's what was the kind your of first
0: exposure to the word feminist?
3: Uh, my first exposure to the word feminist, I believe, was when my um, when my grandmother had my sisters and I marching in a union uh, march that she organized. Oh my God. And awesome. um, we were making signs, and that was like one of the words that I wrote down. And I didn't know why I was doing it, <laughs> but she was telling me how to spell it, and I was writing it down. So that's like my first interaction with being like a feminist. Wow. So it, yeah. that's the, that trickle down from you. trickle down. Wow. Definitely. That's really
0: cool. Yeah, that was very cool. What was your first interaction with the word feminist?
1: I grew up thinking it was a dirty word, mm-hmm. um, like feminazi. That mm-hmm. was like, oh, oh I don't want to be like one of those girls. I want to be like cool and like down with the boys. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a deprogramming, an unlearning. Because it's I think misogyny is so internalized mm-hmm. in us, in, in our culture. So mm-hmm. yep. it's definitely
0: been an unlearning of that. Yeah. 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 That, Yep. Yeah, I can relate to a <laughs> lot of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been a tough it's been a tough year in so many ways, Um, but we've seen this, you know, with the Women's March, which was a while ago now, but we've seen, you know, this resistance movement Mm -hmm. come about. Um, How are you two feeling in terms of, political engagement that you're seeing women around you and in terms of like that political engagement being intersectional versus not intersectional?
1: The Women's March came to mind. Um, also, the f- I mean, that was founded by, there were peop- women of color who founded that. But also, I I think women of color also felt alienated from that march. Um, And just, like, there was a Women's Day after the march that was like, just leave your job for a day. But also that kind of, like, Mm -hmm. isn't super intersectional because a lot of, it's like privileged women can do that. But women of color are risking their job security if they do that. Um, I mean, I think this election has, like, engaged a lot of people to be more involved in politics and, like learn what government does like i know i have <laughs> trying to like uh, you know I, it's something that co- was kind of like on autopilot in my mind it was like oh, okay well i mean we're still gonna run and um but i wasn't really super engaged or following the news every day or like trying to get educated on the policies or what the white house is trying to push through like the you know this tax budget or like the health care plan like i never really tried to like make an effort to be literate about it cuz I never I guess felt so threatened by it before mm-hmm. right as well but um it I think it's encouraging to see a lot of people around me getting more involved and like I saw um, there's more women now registered to run in this next campaign yes. than ever before so that's, that's so really cool, cool. Yeah. yeah
3: yeah um for me I would just I would say that I like Cynthia. I am very happy that there are a lot of people who normally wouldn't get involved getting mm-hmm. involved because it's um, at this point it's a desperation. You know, um, we're <laughs> all like I, I like when Trump was elected. We were all just like, oh, okay, that's how we actually became close. We um, started meeting in uh, salons, and uh, they. Literally came up because of this, and we uh, we, we should clarify. Not oh, the, sorry. not
0: a hair salon, not right? a oh, yeah. hair <laughs> salon, which also would be great, <laughs> 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 or a nail
3: not,
1: salon. Not a <laughs> hair salon. Um, can you yeah, it was. Um, it was a gathering of people who would just come and discuss their thoughts, their feelings, mm-hmm. um, anything that they want to talk about current events, just to like unload um, from the anxieties and stress of the world. Yeah. Basically, yeah. and it was for people of color yeah. specifically. And
3: um, yeah, and so we. We met through that, and we started to. And I saw not just through the salon, but I just saw like within the uh, improv community. I just saw a lot of people just reaching across uh, the aisle and just you know coming together because we all feel like we are um, in danger. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there is a desperation, there is a fear there, um, and so I'm glad that that was able to bring everyone together. However, when you speak about the <laughs> the women's march, yeah, I was very conflicted, right? Mm-hmm. Because I chose not to watch it because I didn't feel like it was intersectional. Mm. And then there was a part of me, the woman part, wanted to watch. So I watched, and and I had this excitement and this joy and this feeling of hope. But as I continued to watch it, I saw things that made me, that, that reassured the negative feeling that I had, that, that there was no intersectional um, intersectionality, and um, that... That's the issue that I have. I feel like we are moving forward, especially women. We are moving forward in a... We're moving forward in a... We're we're moving forward in the right direction. I just don't feel like we're doing enough work Mm. as women as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like we're listening to a lot of the women who are silenced. You know, women are silenced in general, but there are just women who are just like... We don't even rise to the top. We're not even considered. Oh So, yeah. you know, there's this feeling of hope and then there's this feeling of dread and then it turns into anger because you're just like, I want this. I want to be a part of this. I want this to change the world. I know that women can do it. I, I get it, but we just have so many... We have so many blocks, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like we're addressing those necessary blocks to be able to be the powerhouse that we can be. So. Yeah.
2: When you say watch it, you mean like what's been happening post-March, like the activities?
3: Yeah, uh, and, and, and and when I say watch, I, I mean just literally watching the March. Like I, I could not watch it, and then I had to. Like this was this... I I was drawn to it as a woman. I wanted to be a part. I wanted to see it. And then I saw, you know, cops, you know, wearing pink hats and, you know, women taking pictures with police officers. I'm just like, "Uh, I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? I'm just like, women, you don't see. Like, I couldn't do that. I'm supposed to be your sister. Like, you know. And even after that, I didn't, it, it died out. And that's right. the thing that bothered me. It was just like you took all of this time out. You made all these signs. You, right? You know, you made this huge statement. The world was watching, and after that, nothing changed. Mm-hmm. So well,
1: yeah. I saw, I read this New York Times article right after, and it was um, profiling all these women who, like their husbands, took over like being the um, homemaker for a weekend, so that like mm-hmm. ladies could you know, take a bus with their friends to Washington DC to do that. So it it, it made it like made it feel like a weekend getaway yes, get a vacation. Of treat. <laughs> it was yeah. like yeah. a activist vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and uh, and like I I remember exactly what you're saying of seeing pictures with ladies and, and I have some friends who went to D C too and they did comment that the cops were kinda like Have fun, ladies. Like, isn't this cute? Like, type Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like that at like Black Lives Matter marches
3: (laughs) at all. At all, they come and riot again. I'm like, I'm in a bedazzled shirt. (laughs) What am I going to do? You know what I mean? And speaking, just speaking of the cops, and it bothered the way they reacted to the women bothered me in two ways. The first way it bothered me is that I knew that if the majority of protesters there, well, women who march there if they you know were black or just people of color in general it wouldn't it wouldn't go down like that right Mm -hmm. and then i also had a problem with how they just weren't they weren't intimidated you know they weren't there was no and i'm not saying that they should have showed up in billy clubs and riot gear right but when the when the police show up to black lives matter movements they are showing up because they want to intimidate they want to take the power from the powerless and they they want to diminish you at the Women's March, they did not see the women as a threat. Sure. You know, so it's it, it was like a joke, and that hmm. bothered me because, in a way, it was kind of a joke. Yeah. But if it was taken seriously, I mean, we're the majority. I know. We I can mean, that's do so the... much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I do have one friend who just went to the follow-up i don't know what exactly it was called but the one that they just had like a weekend ago where bernie was the keynote speaker <laughs> but the positive about it is that there were workshops all weekend about how to run and i that's guess right. like the main focus was like we got to run we got to get an office if things are going to change that's so yeah. like what's got to happen and yeah. so um i do think there were like major positive takeaways and um we have so much freaking work to do mm-hmm. but gosh darn it, if the government isn't, like, perpetually throwing something new at us every fucking
3: yeah. day. You can't fuck <laughs> <laughs> Every day, I'm like, I don't want to check my time.
0: Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> and then You don't for 12 hours, and another mass shooting mm-hmm. has happened. Yeah. And yeah. it's like...
1: Yeah. yeah. And no one's talking about how it's always men. <laughs> it's no. always yeah. men. Yeah. It's always, always. men.
0: Yes. Usually white men. Yes. Usually white men. Yeah. But, but always, always men. men. Just maybe, like... Okay, we don't have to have, like, gun shoulder. Just only for men, though. Like, how about only <laughs> ladies get guns? Yeah. Give the guns to the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> just like... Yeah. We'll be fine. <laughs> right, right.
2: Just make, right. make sure they get a sonogram before they get the gun. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, I do think that actually is a good segue to play one of Cynthia's videos. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> is. Um, So I just wanted to go ahead and play one so that the audience could, like, get a taste of her amazing satire as we continue... On.
1: Hey, did you guys know that Sarah is so afraid of getting pregnant that she's on the pill but she still takes Plan B, like, all the time? Well, it's only $50 a pop, so I feel like that's worth it for the peace of mind. Totally, which is why Barry and I are on this new method where they zapped my uterus into a dormant phase. My mm-hmm. womb is essentially in a coma right now. So you don't get a period? Not a drop. How much does that cost? It's $15,000 to put it into the coma, and then another fifteen dollars to wake it back up again, but it's totally worth it. Are there any side effects? Not really. I sleep for an hour every other hour, but once you get used to it, you barely even notice. Sounds, Sounds so cool. great. Well, Jack and I have also started something new. It's a series of 10 shots a day that basically turns my vagina into a second anus. Well, and in 10 shots a day, that's gotta hurt. Like nobody's business. So I'd use a topical anesthesia beforehand and take anti-anxiety meds for my needle phobia. And after all that, you're still in the mood to have sex? Anal sex, and yes. <laughs> and how much does it cost? Well, the primer shots cost $50,000 a month. Then, after full anusification in my vagina happens around day 65, it's just $5,000 a day for maintenance shots. It's so worth it, though.
2: Any side effects?
1: Not really. I don't see colors anymore. But you know what? I don't miss them.
2: (laughs) Totally worth it. So
1: worth it. I love it. it.
0: So good. And they're just like... Eating salad, but like with big tongs, and like nothing's going in their mouth. Cynthia, really what
2: are you Cute. pouring on the salad? Just, <laughs> just nothing. Nothing and salad dressing. Yeah, like forever. the whole the whole time, Cynthia's just pouring, 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 pouring. I thought it was beer. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was pouring beer on the salad. I love that sketch. Super funny, Thank super weird, you. super like the truth right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sadly, relevant. Mm-hmm. Sadly, still relevant. Um, when and why did you start making your own content?
1: Failure. <laughs> so it's basically beautiful. came out of, um, I was at Groundlings and I was in the writing lab and you know at Groundlings if you get cut from a level, you're cut out of the school, so Um, after that level, which already took maybe like three years to get through because, you know, they have like a waiting list and stuff. So um, I got cut from that. I was super green. I was like, I don't know what stage right is. I don't know what stage left is. Um, So after getting cut from that and like just not getting on any mod teams at UCB, I was like, I don't know if I should pursue comedy anymore. I don't know if this is for me. Maybe I need to like try to like redirect. Um, But then I just realized like I liked the sketches that came out of the groundling school and the sketches that i was writing and submitting so i just was like well i could shoot them and then edit them and you know not have to worry about how i'm how i'm performing because i could just like pick the best like shots or takes or whatever and like just put that up so that's why i love (laughs) it i love failure
0: as a reason to like (laughs) you know what i'm gonna like triple down (laughs) on myself yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah Oh, it's so great. What was the first thing you shot?
2: Do you remember? Like the very first thing you... Yeah.
0: It was based off a tweet. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, About, um, uh, what was the exact tweet? It was like, I don't, my cat keeps meowing at me and I don't know when the right time is to tell her that she's adopted <laughs> or something like that. It was, <laughs> anyways, so it was a, basically a sketch about me telling my cat she's adopted. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. I, love that. Um. Um, I took it down <laughs> 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 after about a year. Cause I'm like, no one needs to see this anymore. Aww. Yeah. But I was really, I loved making it and yeah. I'm glad it, happened yeah and it started my sketch
0: making what's the favorite thing that you've you've created
1: um I don't think I have a favorite I know that's a cop-out answer no that's okay um (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I guess they're, like, babies. They're all your babies. <laughs> you
0: they're can't they're like choose. Everyone has a secret favorite baby. <laughs> you know that they also do. Also, you covered, like, vastly
2: different and sometimes very, like, of the moment topics, I feel like, too. So it's, like, they all serve, like, a cool little purpose. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: it's just Basically, what I'm angry at. <laughs> That's great. That's yeah. really
2: great. It's yeah. a great productive way to deal with your anger. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Nikki, have you always been drawn to comedy as well?
3: No, actually, it was drama. I, really? Because
0: um, you have such a like.
3: Oh thank you. <laughs> you know, I
0: just no, feel like um, you're you're a born comic.
3: No 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 I, I I feel like I'm naturally funny. At oh least my. my mother says so. It has to be true. <laughs> um, you no know, I was I was really into drama. I actually went to uh, college for um to study Shakespeare. Oh yeah. So that was like that was the goal I wanted Me to. Me too. Oh yeah. Shakespeare nerds. <laughs> What's your favorite play? Um my favorite play. Um, I, you know what? Like I have, I have a lot, but my favorite one might have to be uh, Macbeth.
0: Mine too. I girl, we have to talk. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
3: but yeah, it. Um, that's my favorite one. But that was that was the goal, and then I was going to go to London. You know, I was going to be a lot of things, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was mainly Shakespeare and. My mom's probably going to listen to this, but I'm going to get real. Um, I felt like, because at that time, I was really dealing uh, with my depression, and it was just, like, really, really bad, and I felt like the things that I was doing was not getting me out of that. Mm -hmm. So I started to, like, improv and just do, like, some comedy stuff, and it was just, like, therapy for me. Mm -hmm. It really, really was. And um, as I started to do it more, I started to enjoy it, and I liked being in this place of laughter so i decided to change my focus because i felt like the drama was just keeping me you know you you have to as an actress you know you guys know you have to really really go there and i just didn't want to stay in a place that kept me you know just going through the motions all the time yeah
0: and this is an entirely different podcast but as a woman in classical theater it's hard as yeah. a black oh, woman. Yes. I mean, how do you get any parts? How do, yeah. I mean, it's just so the cards are so stacked against yeah, I you. I always
3: played like the, um, <laughs> the slave or <laughs> <laughs> some type of. How creative! You know, yes. <laughs> so it was always that was like my thing in school. They could never see me as anything yeah. else. And um, and uh, one teacher actually actually took a uh, a, a chance on me mm-hmm. and she made me Lady Macbeth and it was yes. like a big awesome. thing. <laughs> and, uh, awesome. And I killed it. Of course you (laughs) did. Of
0: course you did. But
3: yeah, but yeah, so that's why I just made that segue into comedy because I was just like, Ugh, I I can't do it. It was I still love it. I still love it. Mm -hmm. And um I wish I was in a better space uh to have pursued it fully. Mm -hmm. But um I'm happy where I'm at. That's awesome. That's really great.
0: So tell us a little bit more about the the group that you perform with.
3: Oh, the Colin Africans. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> you know, Trump got me here, okay? That's another group that yeah. came out of um, uh, his election. And just, just like I said before, just people of color and just people who are just affected uh, by his administration and are unfair um, for their basic safety and mm-hmm. rights being taken away just came together and was just like, we need to do something. Mm-hmm. What can we do? We're artists, you know what I mean? Like, how can we... Because I felt like I wasn't doing enough, but I'm, to be honest with you, I'm not the March person. Mm -hmm. I can do it for a while, but then it just gets to a point where I just feel overwhelmed. And I wanted to do my part, but I wanted to do my part fully in a way that I knew that I could best serve uh, the community and the needs of what's going on right now. Um, So uh, Phil Jackson actually put up a post on Facebook and was just like, I want to do this. Uh, Who wants to be a part of it? We'll meet here. And... I said yes, and um, we basically, it's not like quite improv, it's more of an installation. Uh, We normally talk about the things affecting us of the day, and if a scene is inspired from that, we do that, but um, we're normally talking about, you know, what's going on and how we're being affected by it uh, in our nation. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. That's a really different format than you usually see. Yeah. Does it take sometimes, like, a a heavier tone, or is it all pretty a, a comedic sort of... Irreverent.
3: Um, it's it's a heavy tone. It's a heavy tone. But there's there's comedy in it. Yeah. Um. So it allows you to laugh at your pain. Essentially. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Um. If for any listeners who might be in LA, how can they check out the shows?
3: Um. We have a monthly show at the um at UCB mm-hmm. the Inner Sanctum mm-hmm. at the end of the month the last Sunday of the month at 8 p.m. Am I right, Cynthia? 8.30. 8.30. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday's on the team as well. Oh, really? Oh, awesome. oh. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, we're cool. going to have to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'll awesome.
2: It. Please, Please really come, come out. Yeah, yeah.
0: We would love to.
2: This is a fun question. What does a show uh, starring Nikki Starr look like? And then we'll move to Cynthia, which is a show. <laughs> I, I love this like, question. Yeah. What would my, I what would your TV show your TV that show? you star in, what would that like look oh, like to you? Yeah, um,
3: my TV show that I star in w- would be a uh, base in Philly. Uh, it would be about uh, probably uh, most certainly middle class and poor uh, people of color just trying to get. Just trying to keep their head above water, because that's basically the story of my my friends, my family. We're just trying to keep our heads uh, above water, but there's so many things like hindering us, and I would just like to have that story told from a different perspective, because a lot of times when you see black people on TV, we either have to be like, you know, just down in the dumps, or we have to be like the the, the black people that made it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we got we either have to be like the Cosby's or, you know, the Tracy Morgans, you know what I mean? Like Hustle Man from Martin. We have to be that or the other. There's no in between and I'm totally in between. So I would love to do something like that to just showcase uh, people from the inner city in a different light than the stereotype. Would it be a comedy? Definitely be a comedy. <laughs> Single well,
0: cam or multicam?
3: Multicam. Do you have oh, a, yes, Do yes. you have a
2: title? So that's, like, super put you on the spot.
3: If I would give it a title, I'd just be really honest, just call it Philly. Nice. Great.
2: I love it. I yeah. love it.
3: Like Amazing. Atlanta. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Philly. yeah. yeah.
2: Why not? Hey, I Donald. love I think we got a hit. <laughs> I love that show. Yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> love them both. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia, what, is your, what does your show look like?
1: <laughs> um, I I'm anxious, so I would like to just lean into that, probably, and mm-hmm. just... Um, I really like fantastical elements in shows, too, like with like Scrubs and like Ally McBeal. So I probably just be a really anxious person (laughs) (laughs) with my uh, repressed emotions being expressed in uh, fantastical elements.
2: I love that. There's not (laughs) a good like fantasy show on right now. That's a comedy they like, does that device, I feel like. Man
1: Seeking Woman, I heard yes. that. Yeah, they I do haven't that watched a little. It. You're right. I haven't watched that It's
2: pretty yet. good.
0: I like it. I've only watched it a little, but I do like it. The um Kristen Bell show is is kind of fantastical, oh, too. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that show. I do, the too. Good Place. The Good Place. Oh. It's so good. I actually
1: just binged all of it. It's so fun. <laughs> it I like, wish Hulu? I had thought of it. Yes. It's on Hulu. And yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Season
0: one is on Netflix. It's a surprising delight. Yes. Mm, I'm yeah. impressed
1: with how serialized it is. Yeah. And it has... A lot of really great movies all blended into one. They have Truman Show elements, Groundhog Day elements, mm-hmm. um, Defending Your Life. Yeah, it's kind of all
2: put yeah. together. In this. Yeah, the classics. <laughs> <know>? yeah. <laughs> <And> Ted Danson. <laughs> and
1: he's so oh, good. He's, he's so great. Oh. Yes, and I love just all
0: the actors on that are so funny. Yeah, it's really funny.
2: I gotta watch it more. Yeah, yes. I've not really watched yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I
1: to check it out. The Chidi, good boys. Uh, do you Chidi? have a do so you funny. have a, a title, so Cynthia?
2: Um <laughs> majorly putting you guys on the spot, sorry. <laughs> I guess I'll
1: I'll go off what Nikki did and be like um anxious, like insecure. <laughs>
0: yeah! yes! Let's do it. it. I love it. Right, are Yay. you
2: listening? Are you listening to our podcast networks? Come on. Why are you not? Why are you nuts? Um you mentioned Groundhog Day. Are you a big fan?
1: I that's one of my favorite movies. Oh, Me too. Yes.
2: I fucking love it. You know yeah. the musical is coming.
1: I watched it in New York.
2: You saw it already? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) As the guy who wrote Matilda, I'm, like, obsessed with that guy right now. He wrote the music. The oh, guy who wrote the music for that. Matilda wrote oh, the music okay. for Groundhog Day. Oh, okay. It was really cool. Oh, I just love it. and like guy who wrote Groundhog Day, like had a like a pretty shitty career after Groundhog Day. Really? Like he couldn't he sold movies, but he could never get another movie made. And then he decided to stop and just devote his life to getting a Groundhog Day musical wow. off the ground. Oh, wow. He's been working on it for like ten years or something. I Crazy. Love that. I, know. I just like love the whole story. I also like love that movie. I watch it every year. Like it's just so good. But anyway, you made this video that I want to play, and then we'll talk about it.
3: (laughs) You got a broken taillight back there. Got
1: you some ID? Oh. What are you reaching for? Uh, my ID. All right, okay. What are you reaching for? The thing you asked me for!
2: What?
3: I'm alive? (coughs) You
1: didn't use your turn signal back there. Let me see some ID. Yes, sir. I am going to reach down now. Very
0: slowly. Don't be stupid! Don't be stupid!
1: Very funny. Registration? Fuck. License, registration. Good. Do mm-hmm. you have a firearm on you today, sir? Uh, this is an open carry state, sir. And there is a firearm in the glove box. Alright, let me see it.
2: Okay. Ah, you got me. Do <laughs> you have a firearm on you today? No, sir. Just a book. Yep. Are you holding a firearm? Are you holding a firearm? Right
1: now? You got a correct windshield. You did a rolling stop. You stopped too long back there. I'm uh, stopping everybody with broad noses. See if you match a description.
2: Yeah, it's like, you, 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 you cringe. That is a black man and a white cop, in case you weren't sure just listening to it. You laugh and you're also like, ah! like every time he wakes up it's so good yeah. cynthia i, I love this say, video thank you what yeah. i just want to say <laughs>
1: burl mosley and ryan stanger who were you just listened to were so great and yeah they yeah it, like and all the other actors in it yeah it's so great <sighs> and the crew and everyone so uh, yeah.
2: it's great and the calendar is december 2016 so what made you decide to make this video
1: <laughs> man just anger again um it's a form of activism for me um, to do that, and just I was getting really upset at hearing people say, "Oh, if they had pulled up their pants, <sighs> or if they didn't steal Lucy's, or if they didn't run away, then they wouldn't have gotten shot." And it's like, well, that's just not true, because also there's a whole show called Cops where people just do nothing but run away and not get shot, and mm-hmm. and you see like like the the people with guns, um, like the, the like white male like bikers who just had like guns and the cops didn't shoot them or do anything or you see like videos of like uh, white men like att- actually like attacking cops and they still don't get shot so um that was just my answer to that kinda. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah super powerful
3: yeah. <laughs> can I just say I've seen it so many times and every time it's still like like just even listening to it my heart was beating out of my chest so yeah. when like, when I knew that she did that, I was just like, oh, we have to be first. you get it. Yeah. Like you get it, yeah, Ugh, it's so good, girl. so
0: good. Thank yeah, you. it's really, really, really brilliant sketch. It's really powerful.
1: Um, that calendar saying December 5th, that was supposed to be, I was timed it to come out with the injustice boycott that Sean King was yeah. organizing, but then mm-hmm. that kind of fizzled out into nothing. so,
2: yeah, I <laughs> that.
1: Boycott was, but yeah. anyways. So, uh, you probably edited that out. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, I oh. was really curious because the calendar has, it visually does have like um, prominence in the video. Mm-hmm. So I was curious if you chose it for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: I wanted to say um, in the Groundhog Day, the musical, there is, speaking of feminist stuff, um, Janet, the girl who Bill Murray hits on, is like, oh, what high school did you go to? And then he sleeps with her. Yeah. She gets her own song. That's awesome. Like my favorite song in the whole thing. Oh, cool! It's basically about how she's always overlooked and she's just expected to be like this pretty perky girl. And I thought that was very feminist. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. That is really cool. Makes
0: me
2: happy. I mean, when you have um, you know your entire career to analyze your one movie that you wrote, (laughs) 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 you better learn some. I just like love his story because his life is Groundhog Day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's a fascinating story and great premise for so many things in the world. (laughs) Um, Mm. yeah. Yeah.
0: Take a heavier turn. Mm. Um, Cynthia, would you mind talking about your, I don't know, do you call it a hashtag me too story? (laughs) I guess. Sure.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I think, I think, yeah, a lot of people have these stories. This is one of mine, um, yeah, I was a writer's assistant in a writer's room and I was working on a show where like we would break up into two rooms. And then one day I, I was in the room with um all the top level men and it was just me, I was the only woman, so it was like me and six other guys. And we were going through the script and the, the script was on the monitor and I was taking notes and typing in dialogue. And I we were like stuck on a part and I um had pitched a line and the show owner was like, Oh, that's great, put it in. So I put it in. And the showrunner looked at me and was like, that was really great. And then down the table, the, um, one of the guys said, oh, well, you know, the five of us could pin you down and take you right now. <laughs> and I was... Whoa. Uh, yeah. And then, like, the writer next to me, like, he flew back in his chair. It was on wheels and, like, out the door, like, with his hand over his mouth, like, oh, my God. And then the guy that said that, his writing partner was across the table from him, and he was just, like, pretending to be on his phone, like, swiping, like, I'm not even going to acknowledge that this happened. The showrunner, I didn't look at him. His number two was right across from me, and he was just kind of, like, stoically silent. Um, and and then the showrunner just says, oh, you know, whenever you're ready, we'll continue, Cynthia. Oh. <laughs> and I just kind of, like, ad- adjusted my breath and my hair, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just recovering from a rape joke. And that's when the number two got up and, like, left the room. And um, But then I just carried on because I didn't really... I, they were all waiting for me as the showrunner made clear. So I was like, okay. I, so we kept going for like 20 more minutes until my battery was running low. So I left the room to get a charger. And I heard in the hushed whispers, um, dude, you can't say that. And she's like, what is he going to, what is she going to do? Go write in her journal about it. And then he was my like, God, <laughs> he was like, dude, you could get sued. Um, so I come back in and they of course stopped talking and I just finished out the day. And... Um, The showrunner called me later, and I was like, "Hey, um, sorry, I just want to let you know that we don't condone that kind of behavior." And the number two was like, "Yeah, if you notice, I left the room. I was so upset." Um, And I was just like, "Well, you know, if this ever happens again, I'd love if like maybe something was said in the moment." And he's like, "Yeah, of course, definitely." Um, And the next morning, I was like still like uh, angry about it. I didn't really know how to process my feelings and I went into like the most senior level woman writer's office to just tell her what happened. I came in early to work and she was like, um, oh, that's just how they joke around. Like they, (gasps) people, men joke, they joke about like raping my kids all the time. So like, not all the time. She's (laughs) like, they joke about raping my kids. Like that's just like, you know, how you have to kind of roll basically was her message. Like you just have to not be so sensitive. And then I said, oh, well really because Matt said that um I could sue and she's like oh and she suddenly like totally changed her Mm. attitude she's like never mind I'll take care of it she (sighs) had me go out of her office she met behind closed doors with the showrunner the number two and um they came out maybe 15 minutes later and they I was like trying to make eye contact with her or anyone like what's going on they didn't I wasn't clued in on anything, but there was a flurry of like calls with lawyers, um, with like, uh, I heard, found out from the showrunner's assistant later like that lawyers, his lawyers, and the guy that made the comments, lawyers were having conference calls, and they also called HR. And um, the, the showrunner had me the next day uh, go be in the room with him again, in like the smaller room. Um, and he just sat there, like, doodling the whole time. And at the end of the day, I looked at the doodle and it was like a, a snarling dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and, yes. And so th- on Monday, they're not there. And the show like, oh, they've decided to, like, work on their own thing. Um, so not only did they, like, not have any accountability for it, like, I, I didn't get to, like, say what happened. Like, they just kind of, like, brushed it all on the, under the rug and they got to go away. And, they now show or they did show run a show last year I don't know if it still got canceled um and then the female writer is working with the number two together like they're on a show together so it's like oh you obviously kind of use that for your own to be like hey I'm one of I'm helping Mm -hmm. you I'm gonna always look out for you yeah um and like no one (laughs) had my back at all or whatever and um yeah that's one story Oh were you the
2: only? Ol- I'm sorry if I missed this part, but when it actually happened, were you the only woman in the room? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> it's just we just need more women working. Period. It's just like.
0: But we need yeah. men to step and up also and also take accountability. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because like. It's just crazy all of the backflips they were then doing mm-hmm. right in front of you, then to never even address it. Yeah, like just making sure their asses were. Cu- it's just it's right. all about protecting the men. Right. Yeah. Yes. Totally. And for like
2: saying something, you you're you get excommunicated, and people are like, "Why do women not speak up?" It's like, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And then yeah. You
3: also have the women, um, like the the woman that you reported it to, who so desperately want to be in the boys club. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they won't, they, they won't help. And yeah. if anything, they'll make it worse. And they'll right. probably like, ostracize the woman and, you know, do terrible things just to be like, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm one of you. And like, mm-hmm. w- every time I hear that story, I'm just so disgusted by it. I'm just like, you were in a position yeah. to to help another woman, and Yeah. You and you decided didn't. not to.
0: Yeah, it's so complicated too, though. Like because I immediately feel like that's the most like evil form of misogyny when it comes yes. from women, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. at the same time I'm like, wait, but that's but that's a form of victimization yeah. that they feel like the only way to get power is to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah,
2: and it. But yeah. also, still when. The man is still at the top, and we don't have female showrunners. She's not to defend her, because what she did was not right. But simultaneously, she still might be worried about losing her job. Of today. course, yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. It's, right.
0: it sucks. Yeah. It's like lose lose on all sides. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. absolutely. So shitty. I will,
1: yeah, that was maybe three years ago, and I will say after this Harvey Weinstein thing happened, and I did see a lot more men on my timeline being like, oh, I need to like not be complicit anymore, I need to speak up, so I... I don't know. I see. I don't know what the, like. This is a female part of me trying to make things
3: okay right now. Yeah, well, yeah, I yeah. yeah, yeah. Need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. We think about everybody in the situation. Right. And Even I'm like, yeah. there's yeah. a don't
1: silver lining, but I'm
2: like, yeah. no, I don't need to do that. Yeah. 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 I Thank mean, you for sharing that with
0: us. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> it makes my blood boil.
2: I mean, do you? Boil. Well, do you guys think that that this Harvey Weinstein thing is a watershed moment that we might? Ultimately, see change from this?
1: I, I do because not only was he so high profile, I, the women were the highest, so super high profile in our c- culture for the first time. Like, we had Anita Hill, we had Paula Jones, we had these yeah. other women, but like, no one, like, it's not Angelina Jolie and Brett right. Paltrow and like people that are so exalted that mm-hmm. I think that's partly why, at least, a lot of I'm seeing a lot more men being like, oh, finally, I'm starting to see that, like, or a lot of women are suffering this, and it's not just kind of like women who are lying or whatever. Yeah.
3: I definitely think that, um, I definitely think that this Harvey Weinstein fiasco will bring about a change, but we really have to keep the heat on them, you know? Like we're not, if we're letting it die out and, but thankfully there are women who are coming out like all the time. So Mm -hmm. that's the reason why it doesn't die out, but if it was just Mm -hmm. those set of women, just spoke up and that was it we won't be talking about it Mm -hmm. this week you know what I'm saying so I just hope that we just keep the momentum going but it does seem like a change because people are getting out of here yeah Yeah. people and
0: men are speaking up
1: now too which is great
3: yeah
0: Yeah. definitely has it changed just uh, since this Harvey stuff have your relationships with the men in your life either in person or on social media have you felt changes in that capacity
1: nothing direct i've just witnessed men actually like having confessional like saying confessionals online like mm-hmm. i'm now reflecting back on on everything in the past that i could have stepped up more i could have said something in that instance and i promise to do better going forward
3: yeah i've had i, I had the same th- social media with men just like I had no idea I can't believe this and you know wanting to be better and then I've also had conversations with men and just like breaking it down into hair and just to see them hear this information and process it and just be like wow I'm oblivious I'm probably complicit and I probably have friends who have done this even if it's not me I know someone who has this kind of behavior or who does these things, and I just think it's, oh, just him being macho. But it's like, oh, no, he's sexually... You know, so yeah. it's it's good. Like, things are changing. It's just I'm I'm worried about the momentum.
1: Um, I was reading the 40-year-old virgin script just mm-hmm. for... Because I'm trying to... Anyways. I, <laughs> I, looked, I looked at the 40-year-old virgin script the other night, and there is an exchange where the guys are trying to get him laid, and they just say, well, just go talk to the drunk girl. And they <laughs> And that's just, like, oh, no. it's so ingrained. And, I know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel
2: like jokes even from, like, two to three years ago, like, do not fly now. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. 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 It's yeah. And like uh, a four year old virgin is like 10 years old. You like yeah. go back and you're like, ugh. You I like know. watch things and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and
3: then you're just like, I <laughs> actually love this. So I know. You realize yes. you're changing as well. So totally. It's like, oh, this isn't okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nikki, this conversation has like ping ponged a lot, but I want to like get us back to some fun stuff. Oh, fun. <laughs>
0: bringing us down. I was like, la- I was going to bring up, like, what do you think about, like, you know, working with, like, Woody out, Al- like, people who have had allegations against them. But we can talk about happy stuff.
2: Well, I just really wanted to play a clip of Nikki from Adam Ruins Everything, and I was okay. wondering, uh, Okay,
0: let's do that. That's way more fun.
2: <laughs> Simultaneously, I, um, I'm very fascinated with Adam. I know people know him. I've never met him, but I've watched his stand-up and followed his career mm-hmm. for a while, and I just think he's really interesting. I think he's, like, in the company of John Oliver, how he, like, really... Yeah really really break something down which is like fascinating to do yeah and this is really important to
3: him even with um the first episode i did with adam ruins everything was um adam ruins prison and he made sure he was like, I do not want you to play a stereotype. I want you to you know be real, be on. And I really love that because when I got the script the first time, I was just like, ooh, you know what I mean? I'm uh-huh. like, I'm I'm dark skinned I have natural hair. I'm playing a prison. You know, so it, all those things run through your mind sure. because you realize that this is an image that's going to go to the world and that's going to yeah. represent black people who've never met. You know, so mm. I was all those things were going on, but our production was just great. And Adam himself, he was just like, I do not want you to play a stereotype. This is somebody who. Um, just had bad circumstances and have been trying their best to get out. But, you know, when you come from a certain area, you don't have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. So um, we sat down, we talked about it a lot, and I was just really proud to be a part of something that um, I felt was moving us forward uh, in, as a nation, um, as viewers in the right direction. So cool. they really care about what they do there, and I love working with them.
2: Yeah, Amazing. Good about that. Yeah. I see, that cool. I, I think the first one that came up, you're in a prison outfit. Yes. Shall I play that one? Let's do it. Okay.
3: <laughs> it's been years since your prison education fantasy was a reality. Back in 1847, Sing Sing's prison education program had a curriculum that included reading, writing, math, history, geography, physiology, and even phys ed. Oh, great. Sign me up. That was a long time ago. Government budget cuts have systematically eliminated any opportunity for people to educate themselves while in prison. In 1994, tough on crime was all the rage, and American politicians hated the idea that prisoners should get anything.
1: Bad guys getting Pell Grants? No, they should be
3: getting hell, Ants or something. I hate them. <laughs> Since then, we've gone from having 350 college degree programs for prisoners across the country to just 12. And good luck getting into the programs that do exist. The largest prison training program in the country has a waiting list of 10,000 people. Um, Excuse me, how long have you been waiting here? And this is a real shame because studies show that education is the easiest, cheapest way to reduce recidivism. Right now, 40% of federal prisoners are back behind bars within just three years. And instead of trying to reduce that number, this system does everything in its power to make sure that we end up back in here again. Nikki's so good at That's awesome. Yeah, that That's is awesome. Cynthia, so that scream,
2: girl. Yeah. We're day on set, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Cynthia's in that video me. as well, if yeah. you caught that. <laughs> yeah, screen. yeah, I love it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, how's it been to work on, on the show? You guys, So you guys have both worked on the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I I, I enjoy it. Um, a lot of times I get things sent to me that I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do it, but I got to pay rent. You know what I mean? And just to have something like that with a production who wants to make sure, you know, they, they're I'm telling you, the show, they are really sensitive about what they put out they want to make sure that it's not that they don't want to offend of course they don't want to do that but they want to make sure that they're getting out the truth yeah, And mm-hmm. um, with everything, like everything I said, every word, mm-hmm. um, mannerism or anything, they were just checking to make sure that this was this was truthful and this was not um, an image that would, you know, offend anyone or reinforce a stereotype. So they really cared about what they do. And they did it with everything, every episode. So I just, I, I love working with Adam Ruins, everything. It's a great show. Awesome.
1: Yeah. It's
0: so mm-hmm. refreshing to hear.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a very especially Adam being the face of it, it's mm-hmm. very, a lot of pressure to be like, say the truth, and you know, like, you have people, like, trolls, like, waiting mm-hmm. to, like, latch onto anything that isn't true, so, like, that's, uh, uh, you know, it's very, and to make it entertaining. Yeah. Um, it's, I really believe and stand behind that show and yeah. <laughs> what they're trying to do, and I was very, show. like, lucky to be on that staff for that
0: scene. Yeah, yeah. Oh so cool. And everyone, I uh, was...
1: Also very cool mm-hmm. room.
2: Good. That's Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Positive experiences yes. in Hollywood.
3: Yes. They can happen. You want more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there are yeah. good people. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <I> finally.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was definitely a, a non-rape jokey room. Great, right. yes. cool. You know, it's, 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 it, it's like It's like get a little more creative, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. agreed. There's so much more to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> so much more to joke about. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys, this has been so so fun. Yeah. Um, we had one more question of who are your role, role models. models? Maybe your role models specifically. I don't know. I don't know activism or entertainment. Either one.
1: Um. Uh, well, I have I have a several that come to mind. Um, Brian Jordan Alvarez is so funny. Um, I love his video, um, the things gay guys actually do when they see each other, when there are no straight yeah. people around. <laughs> I think I'm getting that right, but yeah, it so is good. so funny. He just has such an absurd, comedic voice, um, and, and then he has like these pilots that are also on his channel, mm-hmm. um, The Wonderful Gay World of mm-hmm. Caleb the wondrous life of Caleb Gaun. Yes, Gunn. thank you. Thank the, you. No, the
0: gay and wonder. The gay and wondrous life. The wonder something. Like gay Wondrous Something. <laughs> something. Something. Looks <laughs> well, good. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: but it is it's so good and he just It. I don't, it uh, he's bringing joy into this world. It's mm-hmm. so, so cool. It's, really really it's an important
2: mission right now. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um but while also like like illuminating this uh, another like fantastical world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, yeah. Anyway, also like Lena Waif, I really oh, yes. love her. Yeah, yes. me too. Um, And how like just authentic she is, and I want to be her. And um, Donald Glover also. Mm-hmm. Just Absolutely. That he, he's dabbling in like everything he wants to do, and he's just endlessly curious, it mm-hmm. seems like. And, and good at all of it. And yeah. How is it. he good at all of it? <laughs> I know.
2: All of it. Yeah. yeah. And Those looking sound. good. Yes. Uh, yes. Looking
3: really <laughs> good. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Oh, for me? How about you? (laughs) Uh, My role, I have several as well, but uh, currently just in my sphere. In my mind, just rolling around right now, um, I would have to say Harriet Tubman <laughs> and whoopie we'll goat. Yes! Her. <laughs> and Harriet Tubman, because I've been obsessed with her since I was a kid. I played her in um, my first school play. Oh school. my god, I
0: love that. And I That's read like awesome. this poem. How about old were Har- you?
3: I was eight, and I Aww. read this poem about Harriet Tubman, and like, I dressed up as her. And oh my god. I've just always been fascinated by her story, and I think um, the thing that fascinated me the most was the fact that she came back. She was free and she came back. She mm-hmm. risked her life every time. And uh, I just love that because um, that's kind of what I want to do. I, I would love to establish some type of career out here and be able to give back because I know so many artists who don't have the opportunities or probably don't have it in them to go through this Hollywood struggle. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But they're so talented and I don't want that talent to die out. And um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, because she was the first person I saw on TV that looked like me. And not only looked like me, but did what I wanted to do. Mm. Like, I didn't see, she wasn't, she wasn't, like, sexy. You didn't see her as that. You saw her as, like, a leading lady who was confident and strong. And she, like, held it with the men. I don't know. I just, I loved seeing a woman that looked like me in power. Yeah. In everything that she did. And um,
2: so, yeah. Yeah. She's always been so respected by male comics. Because she's, yeah. she's amazingly funny. Yeah. It's, I mean. Yeah.
0: She was a real, like, crusader mm-hmm. like like really ahead of her time in a lot of ways yeah. I think yeah
2: yeah <sighs> this was it's really fun you guys it. I'm so glad you guys came yeah, on what <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> if you had
0: any real quick we have like two minutes if you had any advice for your younger selves or mm. we, our, our audience is a lot of younger women mm. okay great any advice that you would give
3: uh, to my younger self, I would uh, let her know that it's okay. You can take your time. Enjoy every day because, you know, tomorrow is not promising. You don't know what the future holds. And um, I would also tell my younger self to just breathe. Just breathe.
1: Awesome, awesome advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would tell my younger self that... Um, to listen to that voice inside that's pushing you to do whatever it is like don't hesitate don't wait for you to be quote unquote ready just do it yeah. and just do it Nike
2: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome Clams thank you for listening you to this so edition much. of Welcome to the Clam hi you can find links to
0: all things Nikki and Cynthia in this uh, episode. In this episode, at you the can... bottom of your little podcasting <laughs> screen.
2: Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram. We're always on there. Follow us on Twitter. We're sometimes on there.
0: Welcome to the Clambake Clambake Pod. Yeah. Send us an email. Welcome to the at gmail dot com. Leave us. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. Yeah. We're also
2: looking for more products to review soon. Oh so yeah. If, if you you have you've any got ideas or you want to send us some, uh, hit us up. Tweet tweet at us. Yeah. Bye. Till next time. Till next time.
3: Welcome to the Clam Bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. Just a couple of
1: vaginas talking. What's a creative
3: podcast network?